Hey, folks, I know there are lots of business owners who listen to this show. Maybe some of you never planned on running a business, but now here you are. One thing you've always got to keep in mind is how much you're spending on your operating costs. That's one of the first things we had to keep in mind with WTF. And with things costing more today than they did when we started, you want to keep your expenses down. To reduce costs and headaches, be smart and use NetSuite by Oracle, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. Reduce IT costs, cut the costs of maintaining multiple systems, improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash WTF for more. That's netsuite, N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash WTF. All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fuckstables? What the fuckerians? A guy in Vancouver just told me that. What the fuckinucks? How about that? I'm in Vancouver. I should use it. This is Mark Marin. This is WTF. Welcome to the show. Keenan Thompson from SNL on the show today. Talked to him when I was in New York City. We had a nice time chatting in my hotel room. I was showing him some videos. You'll hear all about it. Also on the show today, uh, John Worcester and Tom Sharpling. Stop by the garage to uh, to chit-chat about stuff that Tom's got going on, that John's got going on, stuff they got going on together. Always fun to talk to radio professionals in the garage. So I left Seattle this morning. I opted not to fly, decided to take the train up because it was pretty. So I get done with signing and meet and greet and hanging out in Seattle at 12.30, 1 o'clock. Got to get up at 6 to get in a cab at 7.00 to get to the train station, to get online, to get my seat assignment with Ashley Barnhill, who's also uh, traveling with me. She's opening for me, doing a great job. So we're up early. The Amtrak from from Seattle all the way to Vancouver, which I heard was beautiful. And really, how much time are you saving? It's about the same, right? It's about the same as driving to the airport in Seattle, getting on a Canadian flight where you got to wait, get there a little earlier to go through customs to deal with that thing, then fly up, then get a cab from the Vancouver airport to the hotel. I mean, that's got to take four hours, right? So why not just take the train? Well, I'll tell you why. Because an hour into a train ride, you're just sitting on a train. So it's a different type of four hours. Was it relaxing? Maybe. Couldn't really sleep. Sat in the dining car, watched the water, saw some bald eagles. That was pretty cool. You know what? Now I'm talking myself into it being an amazing experience. I saw the national bird sitting on a, on a log, the top of a log dug into the water, making his nest or just sitting in his nest. There, There's plenty around now, apparently. I don't think they're endangered anymore. I don't know. All I know is I think that's only the second time in my life I've seen a bald eagle. For some reason, when you grow up with a bald eagle as an American, you think they're going to be the size of pterodactyls. But they're not. They're just birds. They're just little birds. They're not even that huge. I thought it was going to be huge. Maybe it was a baby bald eagle. Maybe it's just an indicator. Maybe just bald eagles are smaller now because our national identity has gotten somewhat insecure and they're just adapting in that way. Who knew evolution would make national symbols that are animals adapt to the emotional climate of the country itself? That's right, the bald eagle, smaller in stature than it used to be, looking slightly aggravated and confused. Huh, that seems crazy, 
But is it possible? Maybe it's possible. I was heckled by a baby tonight. Yeah, maybe I'll tell you about that in a second. God, I wish I had some healthy snacks. I just had a j- Japa dog. I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. it. Sounds slightly racially provocative, but I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Japa dog. And I ate that after I did my show at the Vogue Theater here in Vancouver. And something happened. Something happened. Okay, I'm doing my show. I'm doing it. It's a nice big room. We got about 900 plus people in there at the Vogue. And somewhere uh, during the first 20, 25 minutes of my set, a woman had made her way to the front row with an infant, an infant in her arms. An infant. Okay, it's all ages up here. I get it. I ran into a family on the street, nice looking couple with their two teenage kids. They said, we're all coming to see you. And I just felt so bad because they look like a nice, healthy, progressive family. They seem like nice people. And I'm thinking to myself, I get pretty filthy at the end. Not gratuitously filthy. Maybe it's gratuitous. Is any filth necessary? I feel like it is these days. And they've got these teenagers there because it's all ages. So what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to accommodate them? Because I I spent like an hour going like, what, what am I going to do? They seem like nice people. I know I'm going to blow that you know, little kid's mind that the teenage boy and a teenage girl. They got to hear that shit from me first about uh, orgasms and masturbating and having sex. And yeah, I, they got to hear that. I'm sure that, like maybe I'm flattering myself. Maybe they know. But do they got to hear about that in front of their parents and have that weird, awkward fan? Like I, I experienced true empathy and I considered changing my set just to not put those parents through that. But then again, they brought them. Sometimes I'm filthy Mark. Filthy Mark is happening on the road at the end of this set. Filthy Mark is speaking up. He's in there. He's always in there. He's been in there forever. He used to talk more when he was younger. But you can watch my comedy. I don't stray away from it. There's always a little honest filth in there. But that was on my mind. And I'm going through the set, and I bring that up at the beginning of this set, and I'm nervous about that. And then out of nowhere, a fucking baby. There's a baby up front. So I'm, I'm like, look at this woman. I'm like, what? what is happening? And the audience is laughing. They're teetering. They're tittering, tittering uncomfortably just to see me talk to a baby from the stage, a fucking baby. And I, I busted the baby's balls a little bit, but, you know, baby can take it. Mom seemed to take it. I didn't know what else to do. Then part of me was like, is that my baby? Is that why she's here? I would remember that kid's only 18 months old. That means that whatever would have went down would have went down like two years ago. I would I would not forget that. Not That was not the case. I wasn't doing that then. Eventually, you know, the kids started gurgling and making noises. And, nah, baby, cat, bah, ah, you know, like, whatever. So she finally moves, and I'm like, all right, that's done. And then it's just in the back. I just hear, I don't think those are really baby noises. Kind of like, Yeah, I just hear it in the back. So now I'm like being heckled by a baby. Never happened before. But, you know, strangely, on a metaphoric level, they all hecklers are babies. So that was the first for me. Heckled by a baby. And, you know, babies are always going to win. I tried to ride the line. I have no idea what that family, how they fared. I don't know if it was a good idea to bring a baby to my show. 
What do we, you know, parents are like, no, he doesn't know anything. Of course we feel and know everything. 18 months, it's all coming in. You're wiring the machine. The, the board is being loaded. The kid's going to end up in therapy at 20 going like, I, I don't know what it is. There was just a, it's loud. I, I just have a memory of a loud man, a needy loud man amplified. And I didn't know how to handle it. it causes me anxiety. I just helped create a, an anxiety ridden adult. That's how I'm going to flatter myself with this. That's the impact I had. Look, Tom Sharpwing is a dear friend of mine and a friend of the show, John Worcester, as well. Of course, you can hear them at thebestshow.net live every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, or you can get the podcast of The Best Show. And now their box set, The Best of The Best Show, is available at numerogroup.com and in record stores everywhere. Tomorrow, big box set, beautiful, great record label, Numero Group. So happy for Tom. And John, I was happy to talk to him back in the garage. Enjoy. Worcester. Worcester, yes. Sharpling. Tom. Sharpling. You guys aren't out here for any reason, usually? No. Rarely together. What what are you doing here together? We're 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 pimping this this nine pound behemoth. I was very excited that the guy from... Yeah, I don't know who it was, but it was somebody nearby, I guess, because they gave me an unwrapped one. This was somebody... Someone had this at home. Someone made a call yep. and said, can you get that over to Marin in Highland Park? The best of the best show. Someone said... Numero's good label. Yeah. They said, Mark didn't get his. Go give him yours. <laughs> exactly. And, and I, I got it. Yeah. It's, a, it's monstrous. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's like it's big. Oh, I don't mean. And it's monstrous. Yeah. I would agree it's monstrous. And it's, you, oh, it's a, like these are all the real people on Yeah, front. those are all the characters on the front. They're all the different characters. That's the guide. And there's the. Oh, and there's a nice book. Look at, at that. that book we made. Oh, my God. And there's a picture of you and your classic stances. There's me <laughs> There's not you. being able to look at the camera. And holding your face. Holding my face like I'm... And John's just wide open John, in the bearded version. Yes. Ch- chilled out and confused. The bearded version of John. Yes. No glasses. Yeah. And, I, and if you look on, on that backpack there, I have a spare shirt in case I sweat through the one I'm wearing. Do you, is that something you got to do that. You got backup shirts? I do. For yeah. photo shoots or for life? For life. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a backup shirt in my car. <laughs> I have that shirt that I'm wearing in that picture as a backup in my car I right just now. go ahead and let the sweat happen. I can't help yeah. it. I can't help Me it. Too. You were sweater know. too? Oh, my God. Horrible. It's over 30 degrees. That's why I love <laughs> when when I did the, when we did the 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 live WTF at the Bell House, yeah. I was like, and everybody, they were like, everybody, air conditioner is broken. It's hot in here. I was like, thank Christ, because I was going to sweat if it was 45 degrees in there, and at least now everybody's sweating. Like, And then I'm just like, can you believe it's the air conditioner is broken? Look at me. I'm co- covered in sweat. The great equalizer. Yeah, it is. I would have been soaking wet no matter what. Tom doesn't have to look like the only wet guy. Sometimes it looks like... A bucket of water got dumped on my head. Oh, like, me too. Yeah. Like, it's gotten better for reasons I don't understand. Like, I used to be embarrassingly sweaty. Tom, mm-hmm. Tom doesn't drink, but yeah. I, I noticed when I stopped drinking, yeah. I sweated way less. Is that true? And to this day, like, I, I wear this this coat because I, I have pockets that I need, and I it holds things. Mm-hmm. And I should be sweating. Yeah. But I, I'm not. That's, I, well, I, I stay cool somehow. To me, the worst would be going into some sort of, like pitch meeting and i'd be 
in the lobby, and then they would bring like, what kind of water do you want? I'd be like, and they'd bring like a cold water. That would be enough to throw the the equal <laughs> my equilibrium off. Just I'm I'm at room temperature, and then the cold water suddenly sweat. Like no, no, and the thing is like I'm not nervous, but my body my is bo- betraying me. Why are you doing this to me? Fucking and I'd be body. in the room. And one time I said, one time I was covered in sweat. It was so embarrassing. And I said to them, this is, uh, this is not sweat. This is excitement juice. That's great. <laughs> Do you and remember one what, time you were covered? What, what look did you get then? Then they went, oh, and then did not buy whatever buy. I yeah, was. Yeah. They're not going to buy anything from this sweaty animal. <laughs> Do you, was, do you remember uh, on one of the rare occasions you and I pitched something together out here? Seconds before we went into the meeting, you, you somehow someone bumped into you and ca- scalding coffee went all over you. I, I mean, only, to the I, point where you, you couldn't walk like, for a little oh, bit. I do remember that. Yeah, that was a play. It was like down on Melrose yes, or something. Yeah. And I guess before somebody, you went in, before we went seconds in, seconds yeah, before somebody somebody jostled me yes. and I got. Sc- like scalded i do remember that yeah. now that was but you're on adrenaline so you're yeah. you don't feel the the yeah. scald until yeah, later. so you're just like so anyway the story is about a guy and like meanwhile blisters are bubbling up on my all across my arm did you go in with the stained shirt or did you have a backup oh we shirt? were we were walking into the it room was, yeah oh, we were so in you, route so you oh, always damage control, control on the way yeah, it was you're like, like you okay man are you okay oh no i'm good i'm good i'm, like, <laughs> I'm, good. I'm not good yeah <laughs> i'm just like yeah i'm bad yeah um, well for people who don't uh, know the best show and this, like, I was, surpri- I was surprised to open the box, and there's, there's not records, it's actually CDs. It's a nice, it's a beautiful, you get a book, well, and you get a, t- what's on the cassette tape? That, that is, I, I believe it's everything that's on the CDs, the CDs and four extra hours. Oh, this isn't a cassette tape. It's a USB. Yes, it's a USB. It's a USB. It's a, it's a, isn't that fun? flash drive. Isn't that fun? Yes. And you plug that plug in. And it's all on there. You yep. dump so it all. Is, and more. On your computer. So and you then get like, it all. And another yeah. four hours. What's in this This consolidated a, cardboard envelope? Poster and a... There's a poster some, in here? There's some temporary tattoos. This is, like, mm-hmm. this is more fun than getting a, a, a box game when you're a child. Yes. Yeah, when this you, is a box game for a grown-up. It kind of... We, we kept piling on where where numero group was so awesome where they were just like so what how many cds do you guys want to do here and we're just like uh, i don't know 10 too much 10 and then we're just like they're like well we could do more than 10 and then we're like okay 12 and then it got to like where 16 was just like all right anything past 16 feels like it's like 16 is already the most gaudy how many are in there 16 16 16 16. cds yeah yeah but Um, anything more than that would feel like you're just like all right this is this feels like homework i don't want anything to do with this box but how many shows did you have you done total you know uh uh, tom well i i think i think at some point what are you drawing from we did the 500th show about with with a year to go was that what it was yeah on, on wfmu it was it was pretty much I think we we ended up around six, we 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 left at with about six hundred shows. So that's a three hour show. That's a three hour show. Yeah, so, so eighteen hundred hours, pretty much. Yeah, and with other things, somebody did the math on it, and it was you can say it was about two thousand hours with other with shows going longer and this and that. And but on sixteen CDs, you knew at least you know twelve CDs worth of bits. You're like, those are the bits that we're going to put on here. And then you had to search for like what another? It was four no. CDs? It, it was, it was. Uh, it was shocking because it, it was culling. We had to we had to cut things. Yeah, and to get to the sixteen. 
when we find when we when numero group was like yeah will you do this you do this box and we're just like we're in let's do it and then john and i start talking we're just like well look this one call that put that one down like chisel that one run. that one is a grand slam <laughs> and then we went back and listened to it's like oh that one was not so good hey uh, like, did, did, did you think that was funny <laughs> yeah it's like like those first calls were just like yeah remember that one that we was just we i would have bet my life savings would have made the box just like it's just okay and is this did we just make things that are just okay? and then suddenly it was like there were a couple panic. just okay ones in a row yeah. and that was like that was panic. bad footing to get off oh, on. it was like oh my god did we <laughs> did we just do this like subpar thing for 15 years <laughs> and it's like and then thankfully one yeah. that was countered by one that we had forgotten yeah. about that was like oh we didn't even, i couldn't even remember doing this one and it was oh that was really funny so it it, they, it balanced out ultimately but at first there was like a full-on panic of just like so so what we're talking about here like for people who don't know the show this is like a a history in radio this is one of the great comedy teams of uh of radio thank Thank you you. (laughs) (laughs) and 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 i think it should be seen as that that like if if people are like uh, the best show on wfmu no longer exists there but it lives the best show.net's where the new version of this is a live show i'm I'm talking i'm not going to preach to the converted fellas right I'm going to convert some people. I, That's we, what we, we need, need it. Yeah. Like these guys, these two fellas, you know, Bob and Ray, yeah. Burns and Allen, yeah. uh, you know, those kind of people. Yeah. Allen and Rossi. <laughs> Allen and Rossi. Hello there. Yeah. Hello there. Remember, Mar- you you had Marty Allen in? Where, where did you do that? Well, I did, right here. He was here? He was here. He was How he, old is Marty 94 Allen? 94 or wow. something. That's He's good. The hair is still on top. Is the hair? Is I don't it, know what it is. Think about. I can't tell you what it is. And this is no offense to any of any of you or me or whatever any of us do, but you think about a guy from old showbiz who's just like he's used to. He's used to just things being done. It's like yes, we're going up to third, yeah. the Rockefeller Center is where this radio sure. program is going to take. And suddenly, he's ninety now, and he's like, it's in this yeah garage. I, I what am I? Yeah, I don't think they know, though. I, th- I, th- I think they're very happy to be out and about. And I say, I don't mean to be generalizing about the elderly, but the ones that still have their, uh, you know, their uh, their minds. Faculties. Yeah, I mean, like, I had Norman Lear up here. He's 92. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah. like, you know, sharp as a bell. He enjoyed coming over. Yeah, he is. He's on it, that guy. Yeah, I just feel like my home is tiny. Like, I, like sometimes I get embarrassed. Like, you know, this is the whole home. This is it. And uh, I don't know that they're used to that. That's what, like, yeah. in my mind, it's sort of like, I'm okay. I'm making a living. That's all I've ever wanted yeah, from right, stuff. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Cover cover my bills yeah. and let this be my my employment. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. That's that's it. Let's how what would you say how many characters total, John? Gosh, um have you ever counted? Someone no, must have. I, I, it, it's it's probably in the hundreds, uh, at least 200 or so, sure. I would think. He's, I would say it's got it's yeah it's well over 100 probably coming yeah. up on 200. And I I honestly don't know how many are represented in this box. There are there are several key recurring characters that 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 we needed represented. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure if there're 200 on the box, but there's at least 200 that we've done over the years. A lot of them mm-hmm. are one-offs. How many tell me how the uh like Tom explained to me off mic a little bit how the live shows. Do you have more of those? We will do more. We don't have any on Isn't the... Isn't that f- phenomenal that you can do that? It's crazy. We we had no idea uh, what they were going to be like. or if, We had written the, the show, 
but we had never timed it really until we we actually did the first show at the Bell House. When you say you written it, did you, did you just you just do beats or do you actually script it? We pretty. It, it was pretty scripted. Oh, there, yeah? There was room for improv and... How, yeah, how many characters things. in the show? Like five, maybe? F- five characters that I did. Tom was himself, and, and uh, he, he'd have to fill space when I was off changing. Uh-huh. Like, just doing a mar- like a, a, a quick yeah. and people would, and, and throw you, on. And you guys are sitting? No, we're standing and stalking the stage. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it was, it was, it was nuts. I went down to, down to North Carolina... And we're like, all right, let's let's figure this show out. These shows have sold out. We, yeah. we should write it. <laughs> yeah, I guess we should write it now. So we went down. I went down. And we're working on it. Yeah, and we're just like, all right, this is funny. It's funny, and we kept like rewriting it and trying to get get things yeah. to have more payoff and more. And then we're like, I then the the day came when it's like, we're just like, well, uh, let's. I hope this times out correctly because this could either be 20 minutes of show that'll go so fast or we maybe wrote three and a half hours of yeah. show no and idea. we're going to have to cut two thirds of it yeah. when we're inside. Like we just were like, because we, if we ha- were doing this on the radio, just the, the gut for having done so many of these calls, we would know how they would play out. Right. And that's kind of what got us through for it too. It's like, we were doing exactly what we've done for for 20 almost 20 years at this point just in front of people in a more condensed manner right but laughter makes a lot of difference time wise oh yeah, yeah. Okay. and which we've never had to contend with it's always no. just been the, the two of us doing it on the radio kind of in a vacuum so how did it time out i think the first show was maybe 90 minutes that's good or so yeah but we had a second one right after yeah so i think we probably Cut down a little bit of the first one. The, yeah, we, the we next night maybe. we we were able to ditch like ten minutes from that one, and then yeah. we were. How did doing... it feel to repeat? Like have an act? It was. It felt very traditional in a in a yeah. show business way. Like when you hear about like Martin and Lewis doing fifteen shows a day mm-hmm. in Times Square, whenever they're doing, it's like they was just gone and we do the thing, then the thing goes to the other thing, then the thing goes to the other thing. You do the song. I do the record right. routine. Right. Like Come in the, a little quicker on that one. Yeah. Come and, in a little quicker. And then we do a thing together and then we're out. Like that's it didn't it, it to it me felt it felt a lot like that. It felt very old show business that we we weren't we were doing a thing together that had a beginning, a middle, and an end, and we were it was very performative, which is not my natural no, setting. Not, no. This is like you haven't done this before, no. really? Everything I do is there's a if you add it up, it's like, oh, I I do writing. I go on the radio and I'm interested in and I direct things now. It's like those three the common thing is that you don't see me doing Not in any front of, of them. anybody. Yes. <laughs> it's just And you haven't done comedy like like that. Not perform- like that. No. No. So, That's great. And and I I think what what made it work was that we just know each other so well. We know we know you know how how we work together and our vibe and the beats and everything so it was it's so natural right it, it was just like doing it on the radio but in front of people but i think if w- the two of us with anybody else i think we would have been it would have been a different story yeah i love this story i love the idea of you guys doing this comedy team thing especially something because you don't see this anymore man maybe not like you, yeah no you don't like this is like 
Sloven and Allen would be the last duo I can think of. Kind of, but like even when people do comedy teams, it's not as defined. Like you're the straight guy, Mm -hmm. you're gonna do the this the crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. Like there, like that was that's classic. Well, that is yes, that's that's true. And and like that that format, which is you know has been the one, has not really existed. In, in you know most people would do doing something closer to sketch, but you're literally like you know it is like Alan and Rossi in a way. I, I think you're probably funnier than than Rossi, obviously, but because you well, have thank the, you, I appreciate. <laughs> I'm funnier than Steve Rossi. He said probably. <laughs> can I? Can we put that on the box set? Maybe we will get a sticker on there. But you know what I'm saying that this yeah. this this like the the idea of a Sharpling and Worcester like being like this classic almost. You even said it the performance element of it. You felt like you know you were doing. Doing the thing, mm-hmm. yeah, and you were doing your thing, yeah, and all the characters are defined. Yep. Did you switch hats? Yeah, I had, I had a lot of hats. Yeah, yep. I had a mustache. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That's fucking great. Dad Classic. Je- dad jeans. Classic. Yeah. We were doing it like it was old timey yeah. showbiz. And in here in the box set, you get sixteen. Of the classic bits, you get sixty. You get seventy. Sixteen CDs. Sixteen CDs. Sixteen worth. CDs. There's like seventy something bits yeah. in there. Across seventy. The Sixteen CDs. Four, four hours extra on the USB. Four hours or more. It's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. Fucking classic. And some people are listening to this, going like, "I don't know these guys. Okay. How? How can you not know them? Well, just buy this. Yeah, buy the thing. thing. And yeah. Numero's great because they just number things. Number two hundred three. Yep. Yeah. Because some of the numbers you're like, what the hell is that record? And then you got to get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got, yeah. I got a box set, of, two box sets from them, and I'm like, don't what, know what, what they are. What is this? <laughs> this, yeah. this is crazy. It's great. What, how, like they just decide it's an amazing label. You sort of there's a theme, but it's it, the theme is really how cool they put things together. Yes, the packaging. Yeah, when they amazing. were interested in it, we were. I, I, because I've, I've got a lot of records by them, and it was like, I can't think of a label that will do right by this thing mm-hmm. for us in terms of just going as crazy as they did. All right, so this the box is out tomorrow. Yes, yes, and we will it's be very exciting. We will be on um, Seth Meyers. I think I tomorrow, hope. sometime. It might be that day. I think so. I don't believe anything's going to happen. I believe just like, oh, there's a... Oh, you guys are going to be on TV, Tom. You guys are going to be on TV. Can you imagine us on, on, the, comedy, on the couch? Wow. That was a comedy duo. All I can think How about... How are you going to handle that? I don't know. We don't know yet. Are you going to perform on Seth Meyers or are you just going to well, sit? Well, I can tell you now, I'm not performing. <laughs> so that, that, that's down to me then. You're, no, 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 no. you're welcome to perform. He, wait, Tom no. will be on the couch and I will, I will come from the audience as, the, as, as a guy from no, Philly. Got, that's the perfect place to do it. you got to do one of your classic bits. you got to go stand out in front of the audience in the performance area. And do you? You, you got to wear whatever you wear, Tom. The the, the one pol- of my seventy five polo <laughs> shirts yeah, with your polo, polo shirt, yes. and then you decide what's going right? to sweat the least. Yeah. And you guys go out there like a uh-huh. fucking legit comedy team right? and do the shtick. Mm-hmm. What shtick are you going to do? I, we don't know yet. We got to. We got to. Did uh, I talk you into this? Yeah, you kind of did. You talked me out of it. Yeah. That's what you just did. What if you I? Me. What if I did it? Well, Let me know how Seth know. Myers goes. Yeah. But no, I'll, no, I'll be maybe, watching. Maybe uh, you should do it where you know, uh, you know, you know, Tom. You come out, right? You both come out, but Tom goes and sits next to Seth, and you go in with a fake mustache. Yeah. You go stand on the spot, the performance spot. Excuse me, huh? Yeah, yeah. And Tom's like, "No, we're not doing." Yeah, I'd be like, <laughs> and you don't get it. you stay in character yeah, and, yeah. D- d- against Tom's reluctance. Oh, come on, sir. Yeah, let's go. I'm just trying to talk to the nice talk show host. Why are you doing this? 
<laughs> just sweat. Is yeah. Oh, I'm sweating <laughs> now. <laughs> he's, I'm sweating now. He's sweating thinking. now. I'm talking about this. Yes. I love the idea. I pitched it. I pitched it. Well, I think you should do one of your classic bits. I'm not catching it. I'm not catching that pitch. Why wouldn't you want to do that? Is it too weird? I don't. I, I feel like what we do, you just to said some you did degree, bits. needs context. What do you mean? Here's one of the great comedy teams. The, mm-hmm. and, then, and then Seth holds this box up. That, so he says, 16 CDs of work in here. Yeah. And, uh, and many of you may be seeing them for the first time here with their classic plumber sketch. <laughs> See that? Like, what are we supposed to go do? The Susquehanna Hat Company? Like, we don't have like you're, you're doing Niagara Falls. Yeah. They're f- they're forty minutes each, Mark. That's the whole thing. Unless Seth, you could get it down Myers to- would hand us the entire show to do one bit. <laughs> you get it down to four and a half. Good, yeah. it's a taste. But that's the well, thing. That one hat. It's not stand up, and that's the tricky part. Where it's yeah. just like when when you're when somebody says to you, it's like. Oh, you're going to do five and a half minutes. You know, can you do three and a half? Then you're just like, okay, I'll cut that. I'll cut that. Right. And then there's three and a half minutes. If we cut the thing, I just don't know. It's it, that part is so yeah. new. That is weird because this it's still it's not even like it used to be. Like you know, in the old days when guys had stand up spots, I think sometimes they were up to seven minutes, right, mm-hmm. or eight minutes. Yeah. And now, like, it's literally four and a half minutes. So I understand why you might not want to, want to do it that way. It's like you're. You punch in. You oh, punch but, in. But you there's punch no around. reason he, that John can't come out. Oh, in character. I, look, he John is welcome to do whatever he wants on the thing. Like you I, have the green light. Uh-huh. <laughs> like no, it's like you 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 come out because you're the straight guy. Mm-hmm. So you come out, and he comes out as uh, like which one would be great just on the couch? L- l- limited makeup. I think Philly Boy Roy would be the one. Yes. He's yeah. the guy from Philly that uh, has been pestering Tom for 13 years now. Yes, it's it's a. Uh, straight up Philly middle class dude yeah. who is uh visually striking. He's like the he's like the Ralph Cramden of the show yeah. in a way where he's the He has dreams. So all right, so let's let's try it. So like uh you know, oh, it, just, wait, wait, we're gonna okay. just gonna improvise. Okay. Just, you actually right, got you're Seth. I'm Seth. It's like uh right now uh, uh, John, 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 John Worcester, and 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 Tom Sharpling are here. But no, we won't do it like it that. Just be Tom Sharpling's yeah. here. It's just Tom Sharpling's yeah. here. Tom Sharpling, yes. how, how are you? And uh, and how how's how's it going? Congratulations mm. on all your success. Yeah. Oh well, uh, yeah. Why, thank you, yeah. Seth. Yeah. Uh, look, uh, this part is going to be troubling enough. If boy. I just went out and talked to him, that would be <laughs> no. But like, uh, so you you're, you've got this wonderful box set mm-hmm. of all your work from the from the <laughs> yeah, and then he would just. Hey, we'll how are you, everybody? Who's yeah. this? Oh, oh, it's Roy. Oh, it's Philly Boy Roy. Has oh my God! Anybody seen my hoagie? <laughs> you, what are you doing here? Hey, Roy. I l- thought I left it backstage. Uh huh. Reese Witherspoon, have you seen my hoagie? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Reese Witherspoon just left. Yeah. Where are you going? <laughs> What's this thing you got here? Is that a box set? This is a this is yeah. Tom Sharpling and John Worcester's uh, amazing box set. There's 16 CDs in here. A lot of comedy. Oh my God! The second guy sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. The first guy, not so much. Not so much. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> what do you think? How'd that feel? I loved it. Oh, that's. I'm awesome. g- I'm gonna I'm gonna email. We might never in charge there. Maybe we just send this over and lip sync it. <laughs> yeah. Send it over to Seth Meyers. We'll just lip sync it. <laughs> so I think, okay, so here's what we're going to do. Um, go, you, you guys can order this. I guess you could go to Numero Group, right? Mm-hmm. Dot com. And do you, what about on your website? You're going to have a link to the I'll thing? I'll have a link to it, yeah. On the, the be, what is it now? Bestshow.net. The bestshow.net. And I, I wish you all the success in the world. And I, you know, I'm going to be listening to it. I'm going to rip it. 
I'm going to okay. rip it onto my hard drive. Sure. And then I'm going to take them separately into the car with me. Ooh, it's good driving stuff. Yeah. It's no, I, 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 I feel bad as close as I am with, with Tom yeah. uh, in, in general. And as, you know, I, I enjoy you, but we've hung out a couple of times. We're close now. Well, yeah. That I, I probably don't know most of this, so it's going to be very exciting for me to get into, what is it, like 90 hours? Like, I mean, how... How many? It's at least twenty hours, right? Twenty hours, it's, yeah, it's twenty. But on the flash drive, probably twenty-four hours. So like that, maybe yeah. I'll just marathon all it, day. like all day. Just get a pot sit of down. coffee, sit yeah. down, and go right through it. Just, I'll call you occasionally, going, "This yeah. one's great." Wait, yeah. how old is this? Yeah, and then you'll be like, "I don't want to hear any more of this." <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I heard enough. Twenty-four hours was that lasted me forever. This went well. It was great. It Thanks, Tom. Yeah, thank you, Thanks, Mark. John. Thank you. Um, good luck with this thing. Thank you. I appreciate it, and we appreciate you having us on. I know it's uh, you don't usually do the. No, we do. I'm back in here again. We do. I've been in here. Well, no, you did Tim. You did Tim. Then you did Tim and Eric. Right. I heard that one. Right. That was like I was. Yeah. Was, I didn't know what was going to happen. Because I like you know Tim. I was nervous about Tim, and that went pretty good. Because I didn't know if they were going to fuck with me. This is really the kind of people where you like you know you didn't fuck with me. I love now. how on edge you like Tim. And Eric have been nothing but just, we've known them for a long time yeah. and not even remotely nervous about them. But you're just like, what do you guys do? What are you guys up to? Yeah. What, like, you're yeah. like, what are you, you, you guys are going to get me somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just felt like that. I don't know. But it turned out well. No, but this was a special thing. And uh, I was excited you guys could come. Yeah. Thank you for having us. I appreciate you having us. I hope everyone buys that box set because I need a new gold skidoo. Hear the siren? Like yeah. if, if I was a lesser comic, I would say your ride's here. Get it? Yeah, you're, you're, I like it. Thanks, mom. You ever do that? Have you ever said <laughs> when somebody makes a sound, somebody says something you're like, "Oh, thanks, mom." Yeah. <laughs> I haven't used that one. But you know when somebody is sure, like, "Sure, that sure. to me is you the, suck." Thanks, mom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the different variations. Of, I don't come down to where you work and like you know the first time I heard you know knock the dicks out of your mouth. Right I thought there. that was terrific. Here's a funny story. It's not so funny. I met a guy, I'm not going to say his name, a comic, but I, I, I can say that like he was, uh, you know, he was no longer a comic. And you know, I knew him back in the day at the comedy store. He was somewhere else, and he'd come to a show of mine. He offered to give me a ride. And he's like, yeah, I got, I'm out of the business. And I'm like, well, what happened? He's like, yeah, people kept stealing my fucking jokes. And I'm like, oh, really? Like, like, like what jokes? He goes, well, you know, you know when you're on stage and you hear the siren? And you say, yeah, my ride's here. Oh. It's mine. This makes me so That's uncomfortable. Mine. That's mine. Like, oh this never. There's no way that guy. He no. should have quit. Because if if yeah. that's what he's carrying with it, even if it was his, yeah. you're gonna have to let that fish go. That's right. Yeah. You Take the hook out of its mouth and let it go. That one. It's free. It's free. Free for everybody. Yeah, that's a public domain. Exactly. Retort. It's like oh Susanna. It yeah. is <laughs> it's the oh Susanna of retorts. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Those. Those things. <laughs> oh, that makes my that makes the, I get a knot in my stomach you do? when I hear. Why? Because of sadness? Yeah, because of just like of cluelessness of just like, and that that he'll be like staring at the ceiling at four in the morning, being like, like, oh, like how do I get that back? <laughs> how do I get that one back? I got to show them that that was mine. Like, I need to. <laughs> how do I make money off of it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How do I? I need provenance yeah. on that one. My rides here. I'm gonna trademark it. Yeah. I'm going to copyright my rides here. I think you could do that. I can patent it. Yeah. With if I just give it context. My rides here, just shirts that say, my rides here. And then you know he's at the point where he's like, all right, I'm going to be on stage in 20 minutes. Call an ambulance. 
and send them to the across the street just fake that somebody got my hook in i gotta get my hook say someone's having a heart attack across the street i need that siren (laughs) yeah because i'm closing with it tonight (laughs) yeah it's mine big closing yeah yeah all right so all right numerogroup.com is that it yes yes for the uh, the best of the best shows beautiful get ready How great is it to hear a couple of guys that are comfortable on mics shooting the shit? Love it. Love it. Tom Sharpling, John Worcester. Pick up that uh, box set, the best of the best show, available at numerogroup.com and in record stores everywhere tomorrow. You know, Keenan Thompson was doing a sketch on SNL and uh, it was a game show. I can't remember. But the answer was the Mark Marin 5. I did ask him if he wrote it, but he hung out. We hung out in the hotel room, and uh, the the season finale of SNL with host uh, Louis C.K. and musical guest Rihanna uh, is this Saturday, May 16th. Keenan will be on that, but this is him and I talking in a hotel room at the Bowery Hotel last week. Sometimes I wish I paid more attention in school or in some cases, any attention at all. There are probably a lot of things I could have gotten more out of like literature. And now it's probably not in the cards to go back to school and study the classics. But luckily for us, there's a new podcast called the Foxed page that dives deep into the best books of all time. This is basically like the best possible college English class, but more relaxed and fun. No pressure of grades or needing to prepare something to say in class. It's only the books you want to read and know about presented by best-selling author Kimberly Ford. Everything from Cormac McCarthy to Madame Bovary, from classics like Frankenstein to modern hits like Lessons in Chemistry. I love Ireland, but I missed the boat on James Joyce. The Fox Page has a three-part series on Dubliners, and that's a pretty great starting point. Want to get the most out of what you read? The Fox Page is for you. Get it now wherever you get your podcasts week you never did stand up though right not really i know these college gigs where i stand up for an hour so you, i've never you're, done like the club you're, you're riding that uh you know it's like these I'm, on I'm riding that wave i go through the entire wave like fucking <laughs> mighty ducks nickelodeon we go down the whole row right then, but like when you go out to colleges <laughs> what do you do i talk about my uh, experiences thus far, like oh, so with Mighty Ducks show. and stuff like that. Oh, you go through your life. Yeah, so I don't have of... like observances necessarily. I just go through like oh, so funny just... stories. Okay, ish. And you do it on stage as a solo performance. Yeah. It's yeah. So is it is it billed as like a stand-up show or just sort of like? Uh... It's billed as like an evening with Keenan. <laughs> an evening with Keenan. <laughs> yeah. Watch him reflect. Yeah. Oh, the day. And then I do like a half an hour Q and A, and that's when it gets fun because it always changes. Those are the best. Q&As are the best. I love doing Q&As. So wait, so which Mighty Ducks were you in? Two and three. You know, because I I know Steve Brill. Do you? Yeah. I love Steve. I was in two. Where? When? What? Were you a duck? Yeah. What do you mean you were in two? (laughs) I got cut out of two, I think. You got cut out of two? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They, uh, They The scene was you guys are wandering around Rodeo Drive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
and you walk up to a valet <laughs> and you ask a question and I yell. And then like, Fuck, man. like I basically say, you got to know someone to get, get into anywhere in this town or some shit like yeah. that. Right. So <laughs> you remember shooting that though? Or did I, yeah, I shot, it. shot it. No, no, I shot it. With I shot us? it. Yeah. 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 Fuck you were man. all there. The guy with the cowboy hat. Yeah. The, I yeah. totally remember that. <laughs> And it got cut from the final cut, but there was a moment there where Steve pulled me aside and he goes, you have to take down the anger. You're scaring the ducks. <laughs> Holy shit. Mark Marin got cut out of ducks, too. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? What kind of world do we live in? I was not expecting that. That was like my first anything. I was the first big 15 movie? 15-year-old kid, yeah. I've never been to like L.A. and all that. So, so how'd you get from there to there? Where'd you grow up? I'm from Atlanta. And oh, really? I just auditioned for like mad shit in Atlanta. And then like um I was on this kids news show and like in the Atlanta? first movie I would critique, I was a movie critic. On the kids news show. Yeah. In on Atlanta. T on TBS. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that right. Yeah. And uh the first movie I critiqued was the first Mighty Ducks. And I like interviewed a couple of the kids from the movie that like came to Atlanta and like were promoting and shit. And then like a year later I got to audition for the second one. And I just auditioned my fucking way in there. So, how old were you when you started doing the kids' movie show? Thirteen-ish. How did that? How did that start? Like, what kind of? What? Where, what part of? A I just was you? already auditioning for all kind of. And shit. your parents like, were just into it. They had my brother and I into it, like theater and theater class. Oh, they got you guys like into it. Yeah. Oh, they were like, yeah. "This is our, this is our ticket." <laughs> well, it's gonna be something. It's gonna be that football, baseball, oh, really? and everything else. But you know that too. Just yeah. lots of shit. Piano, oh, really? Yeah, piano. So they were uh, well. That was that's nice to have that kind of encouragement. We were definitely encouraged to do things other than fucking being in the street. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> where where where'd you grow up in Atlanta? In College Park, like where the airport is. Oh yeah, yeah. And wh how many siblings you got? I have an older brother and a younger sister. What's he up to? He is. Uh, Entrepreneuring, like he's just kind of like had an oil change place for a while, and then he had a liquor store for a while. Oh yeah, yeah. Now he's trying to like get an Uber fleet going in Atlanta and shit. Uber like fleet. Yeah. So he's working the angles. Yeah, exactly. He does all right though. He's working like a few different angles. Yeah, he does like fucking computer inputting for like medical files, like digitizing medical files and shit like that. He's like he can do a lot of different things. Don't you isn't weird when people tell you that they do that shit and you're like, "What does that even mean?" Right. It's How, just a bunch of like what, what do you say? jargon in my opinion. I like the <laughs> yeah. word jargon. Yeah, I'm yeah. Go just down. weird names of things. Yeah, I mean just input this into that and he and does that's that. a job. And he says, "What she do?" She is uh a aspiring uh, music person. She oh, yeah? She to sing and, like, write songs and shit She like got that. the voice? She does have the voice. And what, your folks still around? My folks are still around. My dad is retired, like, mechanic and, like, real estate kind of guy. Really? He can take yeah. apart a car? Just bare hands. He's really? a bare hander. Really? A yeah, him and, my, him and my dad, him and my brother had the oil change place together. That's it. That's a good CD name, Aaron Hander. Yeah, and my mom's still nursing. She's a nurse, anesthetist. Yeah. So are they like thrilled at your uh, uh, your trajectory, your success? Yeah, I mean my mom for sure because she was the one like always taking me to the auditions and shit. You know what I mean? Right. Hours and hours and hours. She even like worked at the theater school, so I could like take classes for a discount and shit, like answering phones and shit. So like that. So you were in the theater school when you were like, how old did that start? That started young. Like yeah, eight ish. Seven so that was the thing. They it's been my thing. Yeah, but was it something you decided, or they put it in your head? 
it's something I always enjoyed doing, yeah. and it just became a thing once it started. I was like, oh, we can make money at this. And I was like, holy shit. I did this one commercial, and they paid me like $800, and I thought that was like a fucking big deal. Right. Because it was for a 13-year-old. What know? was that commercial for? Uh, Lee's Famous Country Recipe Chicken. Yeah. It was a fried chicken uh, place that wasn't even in Atlanta, so I never saw the commercial. They were in like Tennessee and like Alabama and uh -huh. Florida, Did but you, not in Atlanta. It was a, a regional chain. Yeah, but not so regional to where I could see right. what I had done. I still never have what seen you that commercial had done. to this day. What did you do? I fucking was fishing with my grandpa. <laughs> And I took a, I was, I say, Grandpa, the fish aren't biting. Yeah. And then he hands me a piece of chicken, and I take a big old bite, and I say, I like this kind of biting. So that's what I did, and I'm proud of it. Are you? <laughs> yeah. We got to start somewhere. <laughs> that's one of the best stories. It was like my first, like, uh, real check, and I was, like, really impressed by that. But You, you got to get that yeah. footage. I mean, just. Right? You're going to reach out. The internet will find it so for good. you. The so internet. Good. I was so confused. Like, fake grandparent. It was just a weird thing. I'd never done anything like that Were you that confused before. initially? Or? Yeah, because it was like this, this older guy who was like an actor, too, and I right. didn't really like understand that terminology, like right, what right. it means to be an actor. Right. He had like the fucking sailor hat on. He was a weird dude. Oh, really? <laughs> but he was like a real actor. So did he act completely different and just... I don't even think he was that much of an actor. I think he was just an older black dude. <laughs> who got the gig? Who <laughs> yeah. knew Lee? Who got the gig? <laughs> Yeah. Got him for cheap. They got him for chicken. That yeah, guy. Yeah, because he didn't really even talk. He just looked at me like <laughs> he had no. After lines. I said no, no lines. Just a look. Where do you go from there, man? I mean, what happened next? They got Lee's chicken, and they followed that up with. I did like mad auditions for like all kind of commercials, like Publix, Sonic. Did you get the commercials? Did you do. A lot of I did a Publix commercial and a Sonic commercial. Sonic commercial. Just being a kid. In Publix, I was one of the workers who would help. Like the people that shop there with anything, so right. we were like changing a tire, basically. Uh huh. And in the Sonic one, I think we were like just eating burgers or something. Sure. Yeah. Whatever came through Atlanta, basically, right? Is what it was. And how? And you, for the gig on the movie critic show. Now, what kind of movies? What What was that? You just that was all kids based. So right. it was like fucking Aladdin and like everything animated, everything PG and. G but did you say like I didn't like this one because? Yeah, I had my choice. I, oh, yeah. I judged them on my popcorn scale. Oh yeah, good. And good. four <laughs> popcorns was as good as you can do. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, it was my, it was my choice. Whatever I thought, I thought that was cool. And so when you were, okay, so you reviewed the first Mighty Ducks, and then, now how'd you get the audition for the second one? It just came around. I had an agent. So right, just in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And they did it I in Atlanta. I sent my tape. Oh, whatever. you put it on tape? Yeah. And what was what was the next thing that happened after the uh, after the Ducks? I mean, did you get, like... I went to do the Nickelodeon Oh, right, with jig. The, Amanda Bynes? Yeah, and, around that time, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and that... So, but the weird thing is, is you, you made it through that, and, you know... You got out and you kept having a career. That doesn't always happen, man. No, I, I mean, I was trying hard, man. I mean, thank God for SNL coming around when it did and getting that job because that kind of like bridged all that. Right. Much. So you go to Nickelodeon and that's like uh, just a, another children's mill. Yeah, we worked hard there. Yeah. What were the shows? All that and the Keenan and Kel show. And then oh, everything yeah, else year round Nickelodeon was doing like the big help and and Kids' Choice Awards. Was that like... It was a, fun. It's it, like Nickelodeon Universe. And, how, and you were what, 14? I was like 15, 16, yeah. It was fun. I had a great time. 
And was it like a community? Did everyone hang out? Was it like Disney? It was. It we were close. We were all very like close because we worked so much. It's like similar to SNL, how we spend so much time together. You just become close. Like now, I always feel like I'm like now I'm going to get investigative. Like, but how hard did they work you over there? Yeah, no, it was like. <laughs> Once it moved to California, I guess that they had to like start like labor law and this shit. Oh, like really? That. But when we were in Florida, man, we were putting in fucking hours. Like we would go to school, and then we would shoot till we were done, and then go to school again, and you know the next morning, like regardless of when we finished. So it started in Florida. Yeah, in Orlando. Why was it down there? Is that where Nickelodeon started? I didn't Universal. even know that. They had like oh. Nickelodeon had like a whole studio where they had like two sound stages, and like one was doing like. You know, Gullah Gullah Island and like really like you know, childrenish type program. Right. Um, childrenish. Right. Real young. Yeah. Yeah. And then you were in the and teenage then, area. Yeah, they were trying like you know real shit. You know, on the other side, as opposed to like you know a fucking dancing frog. And what happened to your partner in that show? Uh, he's still around. Yeah. Yeah. Doing still the acting. auditioning. Yeah. Still doing the dance. Tough man. It's, I know, it's man. A tough biz. So he's been popping up like more and more lately. And when did, when you moved to Los Angeles, who did any of your family go with you? No, I was like eighteen at that point, so, oh, so you it was just like on college time, kind yeah. of. And I, yeah, I was on my own. Yeah, yeah. My mom, like bless her heart, would like drive out there. She did like four times from Atlanta just to hang out. <laughs> yeah, just to check in. And, was like, she worried about you? Shit, I think so. You yeah, know, just being a mom. Like, you but, getting out of control out here? It it got to be some late nights, <laughs> some real late nights and some early mornings. Oh yeah, it's not good for the stomach, but yeah, you know, whatever, man. We had fun. You partying? I had yeah. I mean, I was hanging. I was fucking new doing, to L.A. So doing I the Hollywood thing. Once I like, I followed around like honestly, black comedy night. Like once I figured out like where all the black people were, that's what I followed around for forever, where? and it just happened to be through. Like Monday night at the Improv or Tuesday right. night at the Comedy Store or Wednesday so, night at the Laugh Factory. Right. And that's just how I like met everybody pretty much in L.A. and like started like from there I learned how to like what a dance club was in L.A. You know what I'm saying? Because I was just Cause going you to the Because you hear the material? Clubs. Yeah. And then guys no, would like go. all those guys would just go out afterwards. So. Who were the guys you were running with then? I wasn't running with anybody. I was just kind of like a puppy, like following those guys around. But like Aerie Spears was like always up there oh, killing yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just all those fools. Mike Epps would come Mike in and he'd Epps. be like, he's like, this guy's a genius. He's on the verge and shit. Like from the audience, right? Hear right. All kind of shit. And uh, yeah, like all those fools. Like anybody who's kind of halfway doing it, like right now. But you never thought to go on. That's interesting to me. No, I never did. I never felt, you know, I never felt that welcome, honestly. They kind of were like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, you got a TV show. Like, why the fuck are you around here? Really? You're like, not a oh, comic? Shit. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I was just like, I was just trying to hang out. I'm 18. There's and, nowhere I can really go. <laughs> and you were going out uh, You were going out for movies? Yeah, but it was like really Nickelodeon focused at that point because I think we had two shows. It was like, there's no time to like really do much. And like when that. did you start going out for movies? I mean, when did... Uh, it was yeah. always, but it was more like shit was like kind of given to me for a while because right. it was people that I knew that were doing right. things or right. something right. or it was like under the Nickelodeon umbrella, like Good Burger or something. Right. And then I was kind of like just on call, basically. Yeah. And then once I left Nickelodeon, I started auditioning for like everything. And then I, and you were living out there just full time and just hanging out. Yeah, it was a couple years of like weird shit. Yeah? Yeah. Like what does that mean? 
I mean, it's just like, you know, running out of money and, like, you know, taking odd jobs, you know what I'm saying, and, like, trying to choose between, like, breaks and food and, like, all kinds of... You took like, odd jobs after, after the movie? Well, like, odd, like, projects like Felicity. I don't, you know, know if that role necessarily is, like, you know, <laughs> a bona fide, like, dramatic, you know, performance. It was, like, a fat suit and dreadlocks. It was just whatever that you don't feel bad about but you know. i don't feel bad about it but like you know like love don't cost a thing was another one that was cool it was like nick cannon's movie and stuff and you know first time director type deal where like the director kind of was married to the producer at one point and uh-huh. they're in a partnership for some reason and this is the movie that yeah. we're doing you know what i'm saying and they're no longer together and there's they tension. weren't even at that point they were just in a business relationship and, and it was, was nasty weird. It was just weird because like they had a should I even be talking about these people's lives? They just had like they had a kid together and it was like they had like all this <laughs> like weird relationship shit on the set shadowing the project a little right. bit. Like just how it like he's the guy that funded it, but they're not even together Ugh. anymore. It's just like it was fucking weird. So He did Barbershop too. Exactly. And yeah. you know, that was like starting to look up because yeah. I was hanging around like rich black people. I was like, Oh shit, like look at this. This is <laughs> This is possible. Yeah, this is possible. And like R. Kelly was like next door shooting a video or something and he came hanging out. It was like, Oh, look at this. Like you know what I mean? Did they like, know you from popular like- people? No, I was always like on the outside kind of looking in, but if they like would look my way yeah. and not like past like Cedric and Ice Cube and Eve and like all these people they gotta like tend to first, then they'd be like, "Oh yeah, like my little sister watches you or some shit." <laughs> right, I know you. Yeah, exactly. That's funny. But you know, I was kind of just like, you know, and then watching. And then you did Fat Albert. I did that after I got the SNL gig. Like I yeah. did my first season of SNL, and then we did Fat Albert. The so. for one season of SNL, and then the mm-hmm. Fat Albert thing, mm-hmm. and Cosby casted you. Yeah, I sent him my tape and auditioned for the director a few times. I didn't meet him until, like, the first day of shooting. It, well, he gave me the phone call. It, it was, I don't to speak for the young man from the tape. <laughs> and, yeah, he gave me the job and shit. And when, because uh, you did the bit on the anniversary show, right? The Cosby bit. Yeah, yeah. And Eddie didn't want to do it. I guess, I don't know if he wanted to do anything. You know what I'm saying? It didn't but, seem like it. He definitely, I guess, didn't want to do that one. But was it weird? Because what did you, what were you expecting from Eddie? When I don't know what the rehearsal process was around those anniversary shows, but it must have been pretty crazy. I, you know, honestly, I was surprised because we were kind of left in the dark a little bit until the last minute. About who and was going to be on or whether he was going to be on? About who was going to be doing what. Uh-huh. Like we kind of knew who was coming. Yeah. But we didn't know how the show was going to go. I didn't know all those dudes were going to be doing that much lifting. I didn't know Ackroyd was going to be doing that much. All those older dudes. Oh, the bit, the old bits. Like Steve Martin doing like a ton. You yeah. know what I mean? Martin yeah. Short did a ton. Yeah. And I was like, oh, great. So they're doing all the lifting. That's fine. I can just, you know, relax. Yeah. Right. This is great. But we had to be around, I guess, for, you know, hopeful plug-ins. Right. And what's up with that became a plug-in thanks to Maya and Martin's thing. And that yeah. was awesome. Yeah. And then, yeah, they had me on call for the Bill Cosby thing. Like, they called me, like, early one But in your mind, it, was not, you wouldn't, it wasn't even a question. Sure, it's a funny bit. I'll do it. Even though, you know, yeah, Bill Cosby Yeah, because we had been this. searching for something funny about that story for weeks. And I was like, there's nothing funny about this shit. Yeah. And a little taste of the Jeopardy thing as a video thing that they shot months before. I was like, that works. That, okay, that yeah. Works. So you're okay with it. And- yeah, and I don't think, like, Eddie, like, was hearing all of that. I think he was just like, no, I don't want to kick a man when he's down and left it at 
that. Which I don't. It was so. It's so weird to see him, like, so consciously decide not to be funny. Yeah, I mean, it's bizarre. It's, it's bizarre, but my interaction with him was just enough that I needed. It was like, hey, how's it going? I'm good. Bye. That was it. Yeah, that's all I needed because, like, I need to be able to watch trading places. You know what I mean? Every year, like it's a Christmas thing. It's oh, really? It's going to be on. I can't like not go well, through What were life you afraid of? Not like, being able what, to watch that you, movie. You, like if he was a dick or something, you know oh, what I mean? Oh, like, right, I right, just right. wouldn't be able to handle like losing all my childhood movies. Coming to America in 48 hours. Like, right, right. So you didn't, you, know. you were just sort of like, please. I was like, hey, please. thank you. That's it. He was like, I fucking had to, was introduced to him by fucking Brett Ratner, thank God. Like he yeah. had already walked past me. <laughs> Brett right. Ratner was like, hey, you know this dude, right? <laughs> And I was like, thanks, Brett. He was like, hey, yeah, man, all right, cool. And, like, walked away. And that was, was like, it. Yeah, that's fine. Thank God. Yeah. But, like, anything to do with, like, you know, hey, man, can I get a picture real quick? And him, like, shitting on that or yeah. something yeah. would just. You didn't you know, want it nothing. Would, it would crush too much of your child. Of an archive, yeah. And you, he was a hero to you. Very funny. Yeah, yeah. very funny. Yeah. And it's so weird because, you know, he's naturally that funny. That's what I'm saying. Like, at any moment. You're he just can waiting. blow the fucking roof off of shit, but he doesn't. There's whatever in the way of that, and it's it's annoying now at this point. And you just sit there waiting for it. Yeah, anytime you see him, because that's what he's known with for that doing. Half stupid face, you're like, is it? How, how is it? Is it? Is, uh, yeah, no, for sure. That happened with Will when I was with Will Ferrell when I interviewed Will Ferrell. Uh huh. You know, he's one of those guys too, where you're like, is it? Are you about to? Is it about to happen? happen? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, is it, is, this is happening. Yeah, the best, the most funny ever. Exactly. Right now, it's gonna happen. Yeah. Did, were you on with Will, or did you just miss him? I just missed him. Him and Tracy, I think, left at the same time. Yeah, because Will, when I interviewed him, he was pretty earnest, but I was cool with that. But yeah, like, I but mean, then sometimes when, you want to like just be yeah, a guy, just talk, right? I guess, yeah. No, of course. And it, but you know, when he did do one thing funny, I always overreacted. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you're he, the best. He did it. <laughs> You're the best around in the in the in the biz. I'm sorry. We can get back to being calm. That's awesome. Can we talk about your time? Yeah, me. Yeah, I it, would like to know more about it. About so, what? At, at SNL? Yeah, didn't happen. I know. So this is like '95. Right. Were you so already okay. in New York? No, I was living here, and um, I'm sure my listeners will be happy to hear this story for the 90th time. <laughs> And like I got, you know, I I got uh, something. Marcy, yeah, saw me do stand up at some showcase. Right. Said, you know, I think you're good. I'd like to see Lauren see you. Maybe at Luna Lounge, okay, doing a thing. And then, then Lauren was like, came to the comic strip, and I did a set, mm -hmm. and I didn't see him. No, yeah, I don't know. He he must be able to disappear or something. He's the ghost. Yeah, and then, uh, and then they had me do a thing in the studio, screen test. Mm -hmm. I did a bit. And, like, were you doing characters? No. No, I think the idea was that I would do update or okay. be a commentator on update or, you know, what I think, you know, Norm was, was not a sure thing coming back or something. Gotcha. So I did the studio test, and I had the meeting with Lorne. Oh, shit, this is Norm McDonald time. Okay. Well, it was when he was in, in almost... his fuck-ups, yeah. Right. Yeah. When he, like, he was going to come back or not come back. Yeah. And, uh, and then I, I waited, and I had the meeting. So I had the meeting with him and Higgins. Yeah. The weird like, meeting. Were you all stone? Like a little, says? just a little. 
A little, I think. So, like, like you, I think I was like, I'm gonna time it out. So I did like you three hours. It like you weren't into it because you were stoned. It was just. Well, too I think much. I was just, you know, like at that time, like I don't do anything anymore. But I was sort of in the habit of being high. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like part of my breakfast ritual. Yeah, yeah. So like I was sort of like, well, man, I don't want to get, I don't want to be too high. But I got a few hours. Right. So I was that yeah, kind of high. Exactly. Like I was maybe three hours down the. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm manageable. Just, just being this. A little bit. Just chill. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, I, and thank God I didn't have to wait, a, a, you know, six hours. To, right. But, but Tracy was there. And the only thing I remember about Tracy was he was, his hair was shiny. Like he had done it, like it was cut just right. It was just perfect. He's stepping out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was ready to put on a showcase. Oh, he was ready. That's funny. And I was like. Big Tracy. Yeah, 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 and he just looked like you know everything Good. was trimmed. You know, he was ready, fresh from the shop, it, right? And yeah. and I was sitting there going, I was thinking like, I ain't got a shot. This guy's like, he looks like a new car. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and the meeting was just weird, you know, if you read about it. But I just I I prod people about him. Mm-hmm. You seem to be pretty chill and not too tweaked out about the whole thing in general i try not to think much about it it's, about it's the him and the, or the just the gig just the gig itself it's like what you're a part of right, and you got to go over there today too yeah I'm and what happens today me. what day is today today is uh, monday. monday we're pitching so for, pitching. for this saturday mm-hmm. and now how does that happen so what do you got you go in with you sit with the writers or what do you do What's a pitch no, meeting? No, everybody I'm not sure I know pitches out two ideas, basically. We all come into, like, Lauren's office, and the host is there in a chair, and we all sit around. Who's like, the host? Some people, it's Reese Witherspoon this week. So you can go into the office today and, with Reese and yeah. all the other cast members? Cast members and writers. So they're all in Lauren's office? So we like, all pile in there, sit on the floor, sit on, like, you know. Really? Yeah. And he sits at his sit, desk? And he sits at his desk, and we all individually, like, toss out two, hopefully... For funny Reese ideas you. for her to feel like you know a little more comfortable. Like, have no, you no worked worry, with her before? Got it. Um, I she don't think so. Don't She's think been so. on before, but I don't think I was there yet. All right, so you so you're gonna go in. What are your ideas? I don't know. I have this one idea because I was watching the, the fucking Love Boat yesterday. Like New York has like all, this one channel where they just keep showing all these old like Remington Steel came on like right after it. So oh this yeah, is, like channel showing all these old sitcoms. And the laugh track was so loud, it was kind of stepping on their lines. Yeah. So I have, like, some idea based on that, where, like, the laugh track is super distracting. Oh, yeah? But, yeah, it doesn't mean I'm going to write that. You know what I'm saying? It's just, like, something to try to get a stir out of the room. Would, and, and that's the angle, but not a love boat? Now, what kind of question would... Who, who would ask the first question about that bit? So you put that out. It just goes around, and it's like, hey, Reese, how you doing? Um, I have this one idea where you're kind of, like, uh, on a sitcom, and the laugh track of the sitcom is starting to step on your lines, and it's becoming distracting. And hopefully people will get that and laugh, it's, and, and I'll move on. Right. Uh, like, I have this other idea where you're, like, the host of a game show or some shit like that. Uh-huh. But would people go, like, what kind of sitcom? Like, what sitcom? What? If they do that, hopefully you can continue, like, a funny enough banter, but you hopefully... With the writer or whoever's in the room or with uh Like, with once Reese? we leave, if they really want to write it, yeah, but... Why, what would stop yeah. you from actually doing a riff on the love boat or actually doing a scene from uh, an old sitcom that would be on? I mean, if I wanted to write that... That'd be a separate thing because our writing night is on Tuesday. Monday is just like, you know, everybody's sitting around kind of being funny and we go one by one tossing out like Do you know all the cast members at this point? Yeah. You can name them all? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't there them. new people every week now? We get them like every year. 
Mike, <laughs> somebody comes in and out every year. And you're yeah. the longest running cast member at this point. At the moment, yeah. It's me. I have the... Tenure. Yeah. Or not tenure. The, yeah. It's, it's 10 years? It's 12 at the moment. Is this it? No. I'm Why do, do people more. keep saying that it's it? Well, they said that at the beginning for some reason. Like, they were just... What? People, I guess, thought they had some info and just threw that story out. And we That's denied not- it immediately, but the only thing, like, people remember is that... When, when you heard it, were you like, is there something I don't know? Yeah, I was got I got nervous. I was like, oh, sh-. like for real? Because I heard they did Keenan Ivy Wayne's like that. Like he showed up, you know, at work. Yeah. And I said Wayne's on purpose. Yeah. But, like he showed up at work and they told him like it was it was a no go. Like the show was off. That was it. Yeah. When he had that late night talk show. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't. That's the rumor. But that's they what just, I was just, thinking. Like, his when his I read box of stuff was in the hall. Or something like the guy, the guard at the gate was like, "Oh no, Keenan, you ain't heard." <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, Keenan, come on. That does happen in show business. Yeah, like more you than once. Oh yeah, where you don't like no one's willing to take the responsibility of it's telling just, you. Yeah, right. You just hear from somebody who's barely involved. Right. So it, they come a, up to you and go, "Sorry," deal. and you're like, "What?" Yeah. And like, "Oh, you didn't." Oh, maybe I'm. And then you call your agent. Right. Or it's like this guy. Oh, where'd you hear that? Yeah. Oh, maybe it is. Well, what's it like for your show on on I've seen. On I've We're doing okay. You know, I don't know what's going to happen. The new season premieres May fourteenth. We did but like, 13. once you're in like your third season, you're like golden, right? No, who the hell knows? What do I, I mean? Like, I I hope we can do more. I think we. Yeah, I don't know how many I need to do. Right. That's <laughs> <laughs> how many do you want to do? I well, think. yeah, but yeah. yeah, but the weird thing is, is work is work, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, did you ever have a moment where you're like, nah, how many how many times do I got to do this, or you just love it? I mean, I just love it. Plus. I mean, SNL, I guess, is a special case. There's not really many shows like it. You know That's what I'm saying? Right. So it's yeah. not like I'm in a hurry to, like, go be a normal auditioning actor again. So, okay, so today you do the pitch meeting. Now, when you say you're going to write it, so how much writing do you do? You're, so you build as a writer-performer. That's your job. Yes. And you write bits. Technically. Yeah. I don't write much. Like, I've written on my own computer personally, like, alone, maybe twice. But I write with the writers. Yeah. I'll oh, so you stand in a room and, and yeah, they're like, oh, good, go good, good. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who are the cats over there now? Who's your writing guys? Um, I write a lot with Brian Tucker. Oh, yeah. Colin Jost was. Brian Tucker, um, he's been there a while now, right? Yeah, yeah. He's like a head writer now. I remember that, dude. Yeah, that's my homie. Um, he's like, you know, a black person's encyclopedia. Like, he right. helps explain the black experience to the world. He's good at that. Um, <laughs> Yeah. He's a skinny white dude. Skinny, like, premature-looking white dude. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know that guy. Yeah. Wild. And yeah. he's like, and he's like, he's the wizard, huh? He's one of mine. Yeah, he's one of my go-to, like, I appreciate you, you know, I have this half-assed idea, and he makes it into something legible, for sure. So you write today, you pitch today, and then you write tomorrow, and then, you know, what, you refine on Wednesday, they go and make full scripts on Wednesday? When do you have to yeah, have scripts we'll read done? read Wednesday. Oh, you read I mean, Wednesday. It's supposed to be done at like 10 in the morning Wednesday. And For a we'll table read. read. Yeah. And then, and then certain decisions are made? That's with Lauren sitting there? That's what they all go into some room. Him and the host and like Higgins and like a few of the like... The head Brian writer. Tucker and yeah. Joe's and those guys. They go in a room with the scripts? Yeah, I think it's just in Lauren's office probably. Okay, this is before the read through or after? After. Oh, after and then they go, I don't know if I like this one. Yeah. yeah. It didn't register... Yeah, all of that. <laughs> um, and they picked like register? 10 out of the 40. And 
start doing shit, and then everybody goes to work, like all the different departments. And okay, so let's go back to your audition now. So you, how did it happen? This is a big story for me. It was me. the end of Barbershop 2 in Chicago, summer Chicago, beautiful summer. Yeah. Um, I get the call like the last week of shooting or something that it was like audition time and, you know, Tracy From your agent? the show. Mm-hmm. Oh, Tracy's gone. Yeah. Crazy and Tracy's they're gonna, gone. Like, they're going to audition like all kinds of black people. And I was like, hell yeah. So yeah. I came to New York straight from Chicago and was staying at the Paramount, like mattress on the floor style. Yeah. Fucking... Just really tripping. Like I've never really been in New York more than a day. Why or two. mattress on the floor? It's a small room, and it's kind of like their like hippie chic way of doing things. Yeah, it's so a very tiny like, room. Hey, it's a tiny room, but like, what if yeah. the mattress was on the floor? Oh, you, it was literally make you feel artistic. And there's usually a painting or a fake print of some all idiot kind of bullshit. Yeah. It was super like it was all white. Everything yeah. was white, yeah. and then you know a little bathroom. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So I remember like. Not spending much time in there, I don't yeah. think. No, I don't think they were designed for that. Yeah, but I was just panicking so much that I don't really remember what I was doing in that room, honestly. Like, beyond like just smoking, you know, blunt after blunt. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, so what happened? So they, they put you up over there and then... First tryout was at the stand-up New York, doing stand-up, and I'd never done stand-up before. So I had to come up with like seven minutes of fucking... Really? ...material and shit, like in my manager's office before I came out. And I just came out here with that shit in my mind. Like, that was part of the audition. On. You got to do stand-up. It was the beginning of it. And then, like, the callbacks were on Even the if stage. you weren't in the stand-up? Yeah. And what'd you do up there? I started out with a fucking phone call between Al Sharpton and Arnold Schwarzenegger. So you did characters? <laughs> yeah. Did it work? No. <laughs> Not in the comedy club, like, at all. Like, those people want to hear, like, you talk to them. Like, I don't even think I acknowledged that there was an audience there. I was so, just running through sketches. And we, were you terrified? Beyond. Ugh. I was beyond terrified. You got to do, in your honesty. But there were so many people that had gone up, and then I kind of saw, I was like, well, I can. So, I mean, so nobody was doing that I'm good. just different, you know what I mean? Right. Like, I could go up there and be like, man, my, my daddy used to whoop my ass. I'm like, I ain't, whatever. Yeah. So people weren't doing well. You didn't feel like you were like... Nobody was really destroying. Like, JB went up and fucking destroyed it. But I think he went up after me. And smooth? I watched JB him. Smooth? Yeah. Were there other like, comics God. on it? Yeah, it was a bunch. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a bunch of people. Kale auditioned for it. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, there was a lot of people. Like, Finesse and I got hired together. Uh-huh. But the callbacks were on the stage like a day and a half later or something like at that. NBC yeah. yeah and you got called back I felt like much more comfortable there right it's like cameras and set and like no audience and I'm can't see just, anybody out there yeah just a kid playing in the mirror basically right you know what I mean so and that I went alright what, what, what I felt better about that did you do Sharpton and uh... same deal like started out with like the phone ringing and it was like this is, I want to speak to Governor Schwarzenegger <laughs> and he gets on the phone and he's like, I forgot what they were even talking about. But yeah. It was something to do with like helping stop the fires or some shit. I don't know. Uh huh. And went home, went back to LA like for like a week and hadn't heard anything. So I just like had a week of fucking panicking. Like I fucked it up. I didn't get the job, whatever. Then got the call that they wanted to do one more audition at the fucking Laugh Factory. And I was like, more stand up. But it was just down to four people this time. Who was that? And it was just a showcase. It was me, JB Finesse, and D-Ray. D-Ray Davis? Mm-hmm. I like that guy. I don't. Okay. 
but that's who it was down to. Yeah. And then me and Finesse got hired, and JB got hired as a writer. Yeah, yeah you know, I like D. I don't know D. Ray. I like his stand up. Some of it. Yeah, it's different, I guess, with the person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to qualify that. I've never met him in my life. Yeah. I'll qualify that I have, and he's a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Noted. (laughs) It's not a surprise, I don't think. I don't think many people will be surprised. Yeah, well, I don't don't know. I think I've seen him once on uh, one of those Shaq shows (laughs) with Kevin Hart. You watched those late-night Shaq All-Stars? I watched the Shaq All-Stars with Kevin Hart when that broke Kevin Hart. Just by, I don't know why I, w- I was watching it because yeah, I, it's on. It's on. And D Ray talked about, I think, his mom being on dope or something. I was like, that's pretty raw. That's raw. Yeah. That's as raw as it gets. Yeah. So, you know, so that's where, that's where my sense of him comes from. Yeah. I don't know what he's become since then. I don't know what kind of monster I he mean, is. I mean, before and after that, I'm sure he's the same person. Yeah. It's just, you know, his material. Now, he's always been a good comic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, so then it's you four. And then you, when do you find out you get hired? I just remember I couldn't drink enough water that night. Like, I was drinking water out of the sink in the Laugh Factory bathroom. Freaking out. Totally. Yeah. My mouth was so dry. Wow. That's the one thing I remember about that night. I just kept, like, refilling that, like, bottle of water. And I that had. place is all packed with a papered room of youngsters of all different ethnicities. Yeah. And waiting week, for oh, something. A weekend audience. Oh. Just wanting to hear some oh. good jokes. Nope. <clears throat> Some solid tourists waiting to be entertained by nope. whatever. I don't know what those showcase. audiences are. I don't know if they're tourists. They just pull kids in. From yeah. Some, waiting to and see Dave It was Dane like Cook. a night thing, so it was like I had all day to wait for it. You know oh, what I'm just and freaking just, out? Yeah, and I think I went like last. Oh. So like Finesse went up and blew it up. You know what I'm saying? D-Ray went up first, I think, and blew it up. And then JB came and fucking just destroyed it. Oh, you're the last guy. And the then worst. I went last with fucking... Al Sharpton phone calls, man. Ah, it was rough. Was it? Did you tank? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like pretty solidly. Like uh, <laughs> all my stand-up audiences were like, "What the fuck is this?" Oh but my god! It pertained much better to like television, I guess. I just, but I just like that feeling of just watching people it was just, kill. Just, just quiet. Oh, watching people destroy it. And like I want to laugh, but like man, this is like. Cry. Killing me. It's not And JB is the funniest man in the world. He's so funny. Fuck, Nonstop. Man. He's um, unbelievable. He's like watching television. Yeah. And yeah. I just, I wasn't ready, oh, man. I wasn't ready God. to do no shit like that. So you, you tanked it up. <laughs> Pretty strong. <laughs> and what, <laughs> what, what did you think after that? I mean, what, did, what were you? What did after you th- that, I was just like, man, I did my best. Fuck that and fuck whoever thinks that I can't be funny and I was just like whatever man you, in your head you're like I, I like, did, fuck yeah, them they're yeah. never gonna see the real they don't know me you know yeah. what I'm saying <laughs> only I know me <laughs> and uh, yeah. luckily the call came like the next day oh, and then I moved God. to New York like the next day so, so like, you, you got cast out of the laugh factory you didn't have to go meet with Lauren or nothing they said you're on move yeah in. no I got the job and then I met with him how was that how was that it was very it was like it was surreal was there a point where you were the only black uh guy on yeah i was on like by myself for like six years something like that it was a long time did that bother you no No. i thought i in my mind i thought i was like oh i'm good (laughs) 
I'm really good. Because they got flack for that, and then all of a sudden, you know, now the show's almost all black, right? Well, they got flack about the women thing. Right. And, you know, that was after they had already hired Jay and all that, so it was kind of like misdirected oh, flack. Oh, like, Right, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah Like, yeah. people were just looking for something to write. Right, right. Just, like, misquoted me to death, you know what I mean? And they did? Like, all of a sudden, yeah. Like, how? I mean, because I, what I was saying was, like, it's not like they don't audition black women, you know what I mean, season after season. It's just the ones that do come around aren't necessarily ready to do the show. Right. Otherwise, they would have gotten the job. You right. You know what I mean? And they took that as, like, I'm saying that black women aren't ready to do SNL, and that's not what I was saying. Oh, they took you out of context. Yeah. Most black women that are, like, ready to do that show are probably already working. You know what I mean? Sure. And it's just, like, slimmer pickings, basically. It's just math. Yeah. And had you ever met yeah. Leslie before she got no. the gig? She's, I had seen her though in national security. I was like, well, she's funny. She's a force of nature, dude. Um, I didn't know that she Oof. was a stand up. Yeah. And her stand up was completely different from that little character that she played, but I knew she was funny. Oh, she's my, a beast. Oh, yeah. This is my homie. Yeah. You know, he's just here. She's right like now. one of my best friends right now. She's great. Yeah. Real, you know, you know a genuine straight person, shooter. Right. For sure. Yeah. She's funny raw. and just raw as fuck. Yeah. So when when so when there was all that that bullshit going on, you're like it was overstated and it, it wasn't really, and they misquoted you insanely misquoted. And there's like no amount of like did shit come back? No, at no, no. You, you, did, you what I said was Could, that'll like echo the way that that first one does. Right. You know what I'm saying? Oh no, that never, shit, like, never. That's, the retraction the is always on the page seven. Exactly. Oh, so, by the way, he didn't kill the people. So whatever, it just you know. It became like a flood or whatever of like auditioning black ladies, and we got we hired like three from it, and two are still there, and whatever the fuck, man, they have yeah. their jobs and they're moving on. So, so I'll be the bad guy, I guess, if I have to be. But no, but 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 it's calmed down. There right? is no bad guy. No, it's just like yeah. I guess I shouldn't be speaking on did, their hirings and firings. Did Lauren advise you at that at that juncture? We was like, well, it, here's what's going to happen. Who's going to handle this? You know what I mean? Like, just yeah. don't talk about it. It's, you know, something that you don't really have anything to do with, you know, blah, blah, blah. I was really kind of just defending us, basically. <laughs> like, no, we give everybody a chance. Right. It's just like, this ain't no bullshit. I mean, not to say that, you know, people get hired for bullshit, but, like, it's a hard show. You know right. what I'm saying? And you got to, like, really be on top of a lot of different games to be able to get the job, in my opinion. Right. And then there's people who are insanely ready that don't get the job for whatever reason. So there's a lot of reasons of, like, why people do and don't get the job. You know what I'm saying? Beyond right. just being, like, black. Sure. Right. He's got to think that you fit into something. Yeah. Or it's just a weird thing that you end up getting it because somebody thought you were funny and can end up convincing him, like, yeah, like, just give him a chance or whatever. Right. Fuck. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. How sharp is he on a day-to-day basis? He's with it. He's yeah. like right there on it yeah. every day. It's so scary. <laughs> He's like, fuck, man, I got to like really work. Always. He's like watching, yeah. Really? Yeah. That's how he stays alive. Yeah. That's how he keeps it interesting. Yeah, every day. Not so, necessarily all day, but like every day. So when you go in, like tonight, you go pitch, and then you go home? Or what? How yeah. long you got to stay there? You just do the thing in this office? Man, you could write. You could write tonight if you want, but I usually just take the night because we only get Sundays off, so and what, it's nice to have another Monday night. Right. And what's the dynamic over there? Is it still very competitive? Do you feel like there are people... Like, is there a person there who's sort of like, that guy's kissing ass? And that, does that stuff go on? I kiss is a it, lot of ass. I you kiss do? everybody's ass. You do? I'm a brown noser. Oh, yeah? I high-five everybody, make sure everybody's having... You, you feeling good today, bud? Yeah. How's yeah. it going, man? You do that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I That's mean, nice. I just like people. Yeah. 
So I get along with everybody. It's and not really brown nosing. I'm just kidding. But in 12 years. I'm a happy person. Right. Yeah. So when you were the only black dude on, you never once thought, like, we need some more black people. I mean, yeah, I just didn't know who they were going to be. Because, right. like, I watched, you know, like, I would watch the Shaq All-Stars and shit like that. And, yeah. like, whoever would come audition. But a lot of them, like, don't even watch the show, so they wouldn't really even want to audition. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, so, and what do you think the dude's on there now? Jay and uh, the... Uh, I think Jay's incredibly talented. And, you know, Leslie's insane. And Sashir's, like, insanely talented, too. She, they, Everybody's got their own little flavor, their little style. And who's like, the, the updated dude? Uh, Michael Che, yeah. yeah. Michael Che's incredible. Yeah, he's a wizard. Yeah, he's he's insanely like smart and progressive and still super like down at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh huh. He's he's 100 percent New York. He's, yeah. he's a thoroughbred. And the work ethic, dude. You know, you got to have something to be there for 12 fucking years. I mean, like, because everything I hear, it's crazy. It and is you, crazy. And you don't crack, huh? I mean, I've had my moments. Oh, yeah? It sucks to get left out of the show because of whatever, you know what I'm saying? For a whole show. Yeah. And I've definitely been donated a few times. But yeah. And what do, you, what do you do usually? Fuck. One thing about that show is you always realize there's another show. You right. Know what I'm saying? And you better not make There'll uh, be some more shows. And don't you know, make a scene? You don't want to burn bridges. I've never been like a bridge burner. But I definitely had my moments where I was cursing out everybody in my dressing room, like, Fuck. By yourself? Yeah, or like just telling my manager, like, yo, what the fuck you got me up here for? You know what I'm saying? What the fuck is this shit, man? Fuck this shit. Like, for real. On the phone with the manager. Just not knowing, like, how it goes. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, how you have to, like, wait your turn, how it's just, you know, a million different scenarios why things get cut or whatever. Well, that was not, at the beginning. Not understanding, right. you know what I'm saying, the full, you know, construction of it all. Did I guess. you feel at times that Lauren was fucking with you? Not personally. Oh, just that's the main but like, way of the, the show. When I first started, I didn't really know how to write. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't yeah. have like a go-to writing person that would just get my shit on every week. And I just was kind of like, I didn't know what to do. Like I was in a stand-up, so I wasn't used to writing for myself. Like Finesse was another case. He had, you know, characters that he came in auditioning with, which was something. And I thought that was cool. And he was, a you know, a pretty good writer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, he was able to like kind of self-sustain himself in the beginning, and me, I kind of like leaned on what I could do for other people's pieces. And if there wasn't anything like that that week, then I was. But so you rely on someone pulling you in? Out. Yeah, I was just relying on people like trying to appreciate my talent. Yeah, and th but that's sort of the way it goes, from what I understand, is that you figure out that you align yourself with the writer. Mm -hmm. And you kind of you know, find your guy. I mean, of course, I tried to write like you know once or twice, like a couple of like sketches that would just go left and fucking right and like make no sense just because I'm a kid typing on my computer, like whatever's coming to mind. Like what? I don't even remember. Just like because some of those sketches don't make sense. No, it's just like a babysitter doing some extra shit, but I can't even remember what the fuck I was writing. <laughs> like, <laughs> running around, but then like leaving the house and like yeah. not really understanding. You can't just leave the sketch or whatever. Right. You have to do a pre-tape if you do that or some shit like right, that. Right, right. Just logistics. And then when somebody like finally wrote me like a full sketch, I tanked the shit out of it because I stuttered over some word and I just like panicked and couldn't like ad lib out of it. I just let the moment go <laughs> and like heard like... <laughs> So cold is like you can hear this lady in the audience go, oh, <laughs> like oh no. one single lady, like it was that quiet. You just choked. 
I choked it, man, because like my second season, T-Shawn wrote it for me. You know T-Shawn Shannon? Shannon? Yeah. yeah. Is he still over there? No, but he was there when I started. Uh-huh. And he wrote me this bellhop sketch where I was like a crazy bellhop doing all this like weird stuff, like when you like walk in the room and show the people around. Oh, the right, room. right, right, right. Yeah. And I flubbed this line so hard, and I didn't really know that you could just ad lib it and like you know make a funny moment out of it and move on. I kind of right. just panicked and sweated and like just was like, <laughs> "Go ahead, Alabama, say your line. <laughs> say the next line, Alabama." <laughs> Did you say that? No, but in uh, my mind, I was like, "Oh." Uh, Oh, shit. I think that would have been funny if I was like, say the next line out of my That would have got a laugh. Right. But I didn't say anything. You know, just, so you had to learn on your feet. Yeah. Those comedy tricks. Yeah. Certain people like James Anderson would come to you with like a deep house dish and then we made that something. It was like me hosting basically people walking into a talk show. I'm like, I can oh, do that's, that. Well, that's your big, just, that's you know, your big, uh, that's forward. the big one, right? That was my first big one. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. That had like everybody, like every musical guest would be able to be in that sketch. So that right. made it like a big deal. And that was right. like my first big deal. Fucking Lady Gaga's and like all kinds of people. Uh-huh. And Madonna and like, you know, like that was my first like real moment. What's up with that? That's when I did with Tucker. That didn't like come up with that until like my seventh season. Ah. And we haven't done it in a long time. But no? I would love to. Yeah. How come? What what determines whether or not you get to do that one? Like, a lot of the factors left. Like, one of the main jokes was Lindsey Buckingham is always there, and that was played by Bill, and he mm-hmm. left, like, two years ago. Oh, okay. And then Sudeikis became, like, an intricate part of it because his dancing behind me became such an right. awesome thing because yeah. he was just awesome. Yeah. And he's gone, and Fred was in it, too. So it was, like, a uh, a big yeah. exodus of the show and a big, like, part of that sketch that was just kind of, like, nice little sprinkled pieces. But you're not, how old are you? 36. So it's not like you're the old guy at the show. No, I'm one of the older ones. Like, the cast is young. They're right. youngish. Right. Yeah. But, you, you but still, the writers are, like, you know, still, like, you know, normal-aged. Normal-aged <laughs> grown-ups? Yeah. <laughs> normal grown-up-aged. You're on almost every week now, though. I mean, you don't get the, you don't sit out now, do you? No, if I do, it's like, you, you, you're really not even just trying, dude. Like, what the fuck are you, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you get cut all the way out of the show for me at this point, not even have like one thing. It's like yeah. I was just hiding basically. Yeah. Not even trying. Right. And like when you're going to, I just, it's hard for me to realize or to accept that you're just going to go uptown and uh, sit in Lauren's office today. Yeah. We're going to go up there and like wait to be called in and then we'll go in there for like 20 minutes and go like round robin around the room. Ugh. And then when it's over, it's like, yeah, we clap. Like, let's do a good show. And, and that's it. It's just a, more of a formality, I think. I just I need to talk to that guy. Yeah, yeah, you should you should call him. Who came up with Mark Marin Five? The you? Mark Marin Five. Oh yeah, fuck. It was a game show yes. thing. Mark Marin Five. I wonder who did. I that. think that might have been my joke. I'm not. I'm not bullshitting. I think that might have been because <laughs> you've been coming across my TV lately. So. Oh yeah, I was very. I was excited. I was like, okay. Yeah, was that one of the Steve Harvey joints? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm on. Mark I made Marin it. I'm on, I'm on SNL. I made it, buddy. Dude, little fist bump. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take credit for that right now, just because I'm sitting here. But if it's, if it's, it's right. not my joke, I'll give it up to whoever. I, I'm just but like, it, it didn't. I it, think it was because I watch a lot of IFC, oh, and yeah. I was like, shit, Mark Marin is like really blowing the fuck up right yeah. now. Like, <laughs> I, like, 
I've always watched you. You yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, you yeah. always had like stand up specials yeah, yeah, yeah. and shit. Yeah. It just was funny because like I, like someone's pointed out to me. I'm like, holy shit. I made it on SNL. <laughs> Finally. That's awesome. And then like in my mind, I'm like, I, I pictured Lauren going, oh, what did, what, 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 what did it? that get in there? You fucking, you fucking know how, man. Stop denying. Why don't you call him? I call him sometimes. Hey, it's Mark again for, <laughs> for Lauren. <laughs> Uh, who? Yeah, I'm Mark, not gonna Mark, stop calling. Mark Marin for Lauren. Yeah, I'm not stopping. I talked to you yesterday. Is this Julie? I <laughs> yeah. talked to you yesterday, Julie. Isn't her name Lauren? Uh, uh, there, there's a lot of Laurens up there. There's more than one Lauren. Lauren, Lauren. So, who has blown you away when you're just sort of fucking like when they walk in? You're like, oh my god. Outside of Eddie, have you had moments where you're like, this isn't happening? Yeah, I mean, it, I, I have that moment a lot because I guess I watch a lot of TV. So it's mostly the host. Anytime we walk in and like start pitching, it's like, oh shit, they're really sitting right there. Like Any, Tom like Hanks. Anytime, or yeah, or even like Scarlett Johansson. It's like, shit, she, there she is. You know what I'm saying? I get the that. real Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Or in my first season, third shows, Halle Berry. It's like, fuck, there's the real Halle Berry. Did you say that to her? No, I should have. Yeah, but she was nice. And, you know, whatever. I was just like, yeah, how's it going? Yeah. I think I, like, crawled underneath something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have that moment a lot. As a fan, you've got to have that I'm moment. I'm a fan of a lot TV, of shit. Uh, yeah. I think you should do a Love Boat sketch. I think that they... I I'm think, pitching that shit, man. I think that, like, the, not just the applause, but go with the, like, let's do the Love Boat. Full out Love Boat. Why not? With the, like, insane laugh track. Yeah. Yeah. You make get, the deck of the get boat. Get a little loud. Yeah. yeah. Who would, it may I'm be, Isaac, dude. Come on, man. I used him, Ted Lang. I used him in my show oh, last yeah? season. That's yeah. awesome. How's he doing? <laughs> he's all right. I mean, he's all right. <laughs> well, we had him like, there's a moment where, like, you know, he's telling me we're around a campfire or something. Mm -hmm. or out, like, it was out this trailer park where this other guy lived. Mm -hmm. And he's like, uh, you know, you're Isaac from the love boat. Like, and you, you can kind of, I don't know if you would have recognized him like right that. away. Yeah. Oh, no, no. No, it's on the thing. And he goes, okay. He does oh, the, okay, good. He does the thing. Okay, yeah, embrace it, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh no, I hate when people try to like yeah. act like they're not. They're beyond that part of like you know what they're known for. TV history. Yeah. No, no, he's into it. He's yeah. into it. He's a real good guy. He was a good guy. That's cool. I like when those dudes are good dudes. What's the old his name? Actor. Ted. Ted Lang. Ted Lang. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Now you know. But in the pitch meeting today, could you say I was talking to Mark Marin today, Lauren? Is that cool? Hey, Lauren, you remember Marin? <laughs> Marky. Marky Marin? Yeah, he, he auditioned in this office. Yeah, yeah, he had yeah. a bad day. He you had guys a bad had a meeting? Day. Yeah, bad kind of, day for him. Kind of having a bad day afterwards? Just looking just looking back? You, I, you know what? I, I went and watched some of his old comedy. Yeah. Have you ever watched it? Uh, little clips here and there. With this, it's hard to find. It's Hart and Lorne Terrific Hour. Hart and Lorne. Terrific Hour. Well, the other guy's name was Hart. His first name. I, I, I guess so. I don't like it. You don't like it? Heart and Lauren. Yeah, I watched an episode. It was hour. like laughing. You know, it was like early 70s, uh -huh. 1971. So what was the material? I'll show you. Like talking about politicians probably? A little bit, but it was Canadian. And like this is not a public uh, YouTube channel. This is the opening sketch. Court scene. I get that. That's nice. 
Where's Where's Lauren? Oh, AC Lauren. It is quiet for a comedy show. Well, this is that time, you know. You could like really play out full setup pieces. And that lady. Oh, she's she got the biggest laugh in the sketch because she was sleeping. And she's into it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's the end of mm-hmm. that sketch. That's what that was. There he is. Oh my God! Look at that handlebar. Our next guest is a personal favorite of ours. We welcome, please, Tom Rush. What? Dude, he looks like he looks like Sonny Bono. Here he is again, with a handlebar. Good evening. I'm Lorne Michaels, and at this point in the show, we'd like to pause for a moment to examine a grave national crisis. One which may have far-reaching effects upon the Canadian He looks like Freddie Prinze. Isn't that trippy? Decades, That's insane. In but he's doing sketch comedy. 82% of all the world's pucks last year were grown this right looks like hockey pucks. Most of them in the fertile lands of the southern Ontario puck belt. In and around Welland. Fucking <laughs> crazy. Puck farming. It's so, like... It's so like uh, what's it call it? Uh, uh, naked gun. Oh, naked so gun. like dry. Yeah, yeah. That's that's fucking Lauren, man. Isn't that wild? Can you can you believe it, dude? Can you believe that he started out as a performer? I mean, I knew it. I just had never seen it, and I definitely had never seen the the mustache. That's Isn't it's it bugging me out because he just he's like a, a regular dude. Yeah. Who you could see kind of being like, oh, no, this is my party. And yeah. like, you know, thanks for coming <laughs> yeah. already. Right. Exactly. You're like, this is like, it's already. No, thanks for coming. Like all of my awesome friends are here and welcome. Have you been to a party at his house or anything? No, I went. We went to like a Yankee game or something. They had me meet him at his house. And it was oh. like just his apartment. Oh, but like. It was crazy. It was really? Central Park, like, oh, elevator, right. like, up to its own floor and shit. And, like, you and just, the door, Paul Simon, we share it. It goes to Paul Simon's house. He lives right across the hall from Paul yeah. Simon? That's crazy. It's crazy. Just a couple old Jews up there Sharing with their own elevator. A little kitchen door that they share. They're, they're buds. Oh, that's... Really cute. That's sweet. So you, yeah. just, you just went to the game with him alone? Yeah, we, we were like, no, it was like with a couple other people, but we've gone to several over the years. Oh. Yeah. Well, hopefully, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll meet him again. Yeah, it'll be, you'll, you'll have your day. And it was great talking to you. you too, I don't, man. Is, so you're not leaving? No. Do you have any, what, you have, uh, is anything else going on that I need to know about between us? Uh, no. I mean, I'm just a focused husband and dad. Outside of work. How old's your kid? Ten months. And y'all live in the apartment? Mm-hmm. But we live in Florida, like, throughout the year, like, when we're not working. How long How long do you have a, a, in Florida for? Like I moved how, there, like, two years ago. And wait, how much time do you have down there? When? What's the season? Usually right? the summers. It's like school years, October to May. Up here? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. How long have yeah. you been married? I've been married three years. It'll be four in November. Where'd you meet her? Up here. And but she like grew up in Tampa. What'd she do? She was on the radio when I met her, and she modeled for a while. And now she's like interior designing. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. she was a on air personality. Yeah, she was on fucking Shade Forty Five with Fifty Cent and all those guys. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she loved that job. Why she stop? Uh, I think she got harassed or something. Oh, big surprise. Yeah, <laughs> so she had to go. Yeah, big surprise. Yeah. Well, good for you, man. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds like Thanks, you're living man. the life. Trying. Good talking to you. You too, dog. Thanks. 
Yeah, I was wild watching that stuff with him. Wild. Whew, God, I got to get some sleep, man. I got a Jap-a-dog in my belly, and I just ate half a chocolate bar. Boomer lives!